Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. It's great to have you here this morning. My name is Bronson and along with my wife Gabby, we are the pastors here at Elevation Church. Great to have you here. But I just love that song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. It's talking about a king, a savior, who has just been born. And there's a passage of scripture in the Bible, in Isaiah 9.6, that talks about a child about to be born. It says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And those four names... Those four words, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, are things that describe a coming Messiah called Jesus. They describe who he is, his character, and what he's come to do, his mission. That's what he has come to do, the Messiah. And so we've spent the last three weeks looking at those words and looking at what um, um, wonderful counselor, mighty God, and everlasting father means. And if you miss those... You can just jump onto our YouTube channel. You can watch the videos back. You can get onto our podcast. Today, welcome to anyone who is watching online and who is streaming with us. Today, we're going to finish our series unto us by looking at Prince of Peace. Let's just pray right now. God, we thank you for this time we've had this morning. I thank you. We're going to sing some more carols soon. But I pray in this moment, Jesus, that we would hear from you in your mighty name. And everyone said... Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're looking good this morning. Turn to the other person and say, you too. I know I asked this earlier, but I'm going to ask it again. Who's finished their Christmas shopping? Who's still got to do some Christmas shopping? A few people. Who's going to leave it to the last minute, go to Chadston Christmas Eve, buy your presents then? No one. That's good. That's good to hear that. You know, Christmas is an interesting time of the year, isn't it? There's so much happening. There's so much going on. There's the shopping we've got to do. There's presents. There's food. Lots of food. Come on, who likes the food at Christmas time? It's the best. It's the most wonderful time of the year for food, I reckon. It's just amazing. We've got seeing people, going to people's homes. It's summer. The weather's beautiful. I don't know what happened today, but the weather's beautiful. You know, you go to the beach, ice creams. The, as you walk along the beach, the, 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 the beach smell. You know what I'm talking about? The, the sea breeze. It's a great time of the year. At the same time, and I was talking to someone earlier, it can also be a stressful time, right? There's, there's stuff we've got to do. We've got to get things done. We've got to cook the food. We've got to prepare the house. We've got to clean. We've got to clean. We've got to mow the lawn. We've got to put up the tr- tree. We've got to decorate, get the kids' clothes ready for Christmas Day. And that's just me. I'm not even talking about what my wife Gabby does yet. It's a busy time of the year, financially. It also can be a stressful time of the year, you know? depending on how far ahead you are, but November, December, it's all spend, spend, spend. And then in January and February, it's like, oh, no, bill, 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 right? It's a busy time of the year. It's also a stressful time financially in the year. There can also be family issues as well. You've got Christmas lunch and -and so-and-so doesn't speak to that person and this other group is not speaking to them. So we've got to be careful where we put them, do all those types of things. Instead of being a merry Christmas, it's maybe a dysfunctional Christmas. And this is just the reality of life, Christmas can also be a stressful time. And yet, amidst all of this, the prophet Isaiah comes and he says to us 
in 9.6, For to us a child is born, and he will be called Prince of Peace. He says, this Messiah who is coming, this Saviour, he will be called the Prince of Peace. And you might be asking yourself today at Christmas, where is the peace? Where is my peace? And all this rushing and all this going to and fro, the finances, the family dramas, where is Jesus in all of this? Well, can I just say, I believe that he is here with us this morning, right here, right now in this place. And I believe this uh, hour, hour and a half that we're here, we can and we will experience the peace of God, the Prince of Peace, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. But I also want to say that I believe that God's peace is not just for a Sunday service once a year when we do Christmas. It's not just for a season where we do the Christmas thing, but God's peace is for every day, the rest of our life, the rest of our year too. 2,000 years ago at the birth of Jesus, the angels appeared to the shepherds and they said to these men in Luke 2 verse 10, But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news. Someone say that with me, good news. Good news, the birth of Jesus is good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, he is the Lord. There will be a sign to, this will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The angel says, Peace on earth. And yet, as I look at the scriptures and I look at the birth of Jesus Christ, I'm like, it doesn't seem like a very peaceful birth that Jesus went through. That his parents went through. See, we've got Mary. She finds out she's pregnant through the Holy Spirit, through God. I mean, even today, 2021, going to 2022 in our sort of relative postmodern society where you have your own truth, I think that her statement even today to say that she's pregnant by God would be pretty controversial. Like it would be, okay, all right, no worries. Imagine 2,000 years ago, she says that. I don't think there's a lot of peace in this scenario. Then... She's nine months pregnant, and they have to go on this journey, uh, 100 kilometers, it's about 120 kilometers, on a donkey. Can you imagine that? Has there any women who have been pregnant here today? Can you imagine nine months pregnant, you know, like the baby is low. It's really low now. Jesus is ready to come, and you've got to go on this journey on a donkey. When my wife Gabby was pregnant, we've got in our house, we've got this lounge, and it's got like this, I think it's called the Chase where you can lie down on. My wife Gabby would lie there. I'd be massaging her feet. <laughs> Ethan would be waving the palm. Joel would be cooking delicacies in the kitchen. And even then, Gab felt uncomfortable. Imagine if you were on a donkey, nine months pregnant, going to Bethlehem. They arrive at the destination. They get there. Mary says, get me somewhere to stay. Joseph jumps onto booking.com trying to find a five-star hotel, maybe a four-star motel, doesn't find anything. What does he do? He then goes to the next best option, gets to Airbnb. Maybe there's a house, a villa. No, there's nothing there. He gets to, you know, five-star, four-star, three-star, two-star, one-star, half-a-star, no stars. He finds a barn. That's just a fancy word for a dirty tin shed. He finds a barn and says, Mary, this is where we're going to have birth to our beautiful son. And so they go into this barn. And can I tell you, 
We've got a nativity scene in the front kids' room. Didn't look like that. There's animals in there. I don't know if you've been to a farm. Animals stink. Their food stinks. Their poo stinks. It's all in this barn, okay? And this is where Jesus is going to be born. And it doesn't seem like the place that the Prince of Peace would be born. To me, that sounds stressful. I mean, if you had a baby recently, I'm sure you had a birthing plan. It did not involve any of these things. Yes, it's a stressful thing that's going on. But this is where the Prince of Peace is going to be born. Fast forward to today. Fast forward to now, how we're living in this season of life in 2021. And we are still struggling with peace in our lives. You know, our churches are full of people that don't have God's peace. Stress and worry and anxiety at times. No peace. You know, in a period of really the greatest financial period in, in, in the history of man, we find that we are more stressed about our finances than ever before. There's more financial difficulties out there. Where's the peace in that? You go Christmas shopping and you pull into the car park and you almost lose your Barney trying to get into that car park that someone steals from you. Then you get into the line at, I don't know, the store that you're at, Dakuba, the Lego store, I don't know, Tiffany's, I don't know what your budget is, but you're the reject shop, I don't know, but you're in line and someone jumps in front of you and it's like, ooh, it's about to go down. And like you're starting to boil and you're like, man, where's the peace? Where is Jesus in all of this? The question is, if Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and He is, He is, don't get me wrong, He is the Prince of Peace, where is He and where is His peace? Here's what we need to know. The Prince of Peace is made up of two Hebrew words, and I'm so thankful that these Hebrew words are easy to pronounce this week, not like week one, but the, the, the words are these two Hebrew words. The first is sa, which is the word for prince, and it means the one in charge. The chief, the general, it means the Lord. So this is a word that the Romans used, sa, and then it became za, and then they changed it to, there's another word, I reckon you're going to know this word, Caesar. Okay, some of you took a little while to get that one, but uh, you'll get it later on, a little bit later. Caesar, as in Julius Caesar, he was, Julius Caesar is the one in charge, right? He was the general, and so Jesus is our chief. He's our captain. He's the one in charge. He's the general of our lives. He is the general of peace. He is Sar. And then the second Hebrew word is another word that we all know, shalom. Shalom, it means peace, rest, tranquility, wholeness, completeness. That's what this word means. It's a word that the Jewish people would use to each other, a word of greeting. They would say to each other, shalom, you know, may you have peace on your life. May you have tranquility, completeness, and wholeness. And so Jesus is the Prince of Peace, the Sar Shalom. Come on, say it with me, Sar Shalom. That is Jesus. He is the Captain of Rest, the Lord of Tranquility. He is the Chief of Contentment. As long as we stay within the will the purpose and the desires of God, we have His peace. And so does that mean that we're able to do whatever we want? We're able to do whatever we want in life and that we will experience God's peace? Of course not. Like, can a couple argue and shout at each other and call each other hurtful names and expect to experience God's peace in that moment? I'd suggest as a person who's married, no. Two days of silence, maybe. No, that doesn't happen in our house. <laughs> but whatever does happen, right? 
Now, what about this? Can a person max out their credit cards, buy me a Christmas present, which probably is okay, but no. Can a person max out their credit card and expect to have peace in their life, to expect God's peace to be around them? I don't believe so because I think they're outside of Shah Shalom's guidance. The Bible teaches to be wise stewards of our money. Can someone lie, steal, and cheat and expect peace? No. See, when we are outside his plans, his purposes, his guidance, his will for our lives, when we're outside of that, we will find ourselves in a place of no peace, a place of worry, anxiety, a place of stress. Yet, if we yield our lives to the Prince of Peace, if we surrender our ways of doing things, come on, how many times we got to surrender the way that we want to do things to God? If we would surrender our life to Him, we can experience His peace. We will find ourselves back under the covering of the Prince of Peace, the Shah, Shah Shalom, and His rest and His completeness and wholeness is there for us. Jesus is the Shah Shalom. So today, what does it mean for our everyday life? Two thoughts I want you to write down if you're taking notes this morning. The first thought is this. He is the peace who comforts you. Turn to the person next to you and say, He is the peace who comforts you. You know, maybe today in this room, there's some people here and your life is, is going a bit haywire at the moment. Maybe this the moment your life is a bit out of control. There's all these things going on and you don't have any inner spiritual peace in your life, and you need to know that the Shah Shalom, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, wants to bring you his comfort into your life. John 14, 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Jesus says, My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Whose peace does Jesus give us? He says, my peace I give to you. Come on, today someone needs to hear that. My peace I give to you. He says, I do not give to you as the world gives. See, the world thinks that if it can solve all the issues of peace out here, it can solve the issues of peace in your life. But Jesus says, if I can solve the issues of peace inside your heart, your inner parts, then out of that will come peace around the rest of your life. Jesus says, I give you peace my way, not the way that the world gives it. He is the one in charge of shalom. He is peace. He gives you peace. You know, I went through a season recently where I just found myself in a place where I had no peace around my life. I had anxiety, I had stress, and you'll never believe where this was occurring. It wasn't occurring at home. I've got a wonderful family, beautiful wife, amazing kids. It wasn't uh, at work. I've got an amazing boss. He's the best boss in the world. If you don't know, he's here this morning. Pastor Ross, you're amazing too. You're the best boss too. It wasn't there. It wasn't any of those places. You know where it was? It was here. It was here in church, in this place. You know, as a pastor, sometimes you get stressed and you want everything to be perfect. You want everything to go well. I think that possibly you are like that too. Maybe in your workplace, maybe in your family, maybe for Christmas dinner. But anyway, I would come to church on a Sunday and I, I'm a hawk. I see everything. 
And I'm like, oh, that should be better. We could do this. That didn't happen. I hope this goes well. You know, uh, I hope this happens. There's a lot happening. You, you may not realize that there's a lot going on. And so I would be stressed and anxious. And I found myself saying to God, this cannot be right. This can't be right. Jesus, I need your sa- sa shalom. I need the Prince of Peace. I need to give this to you, Jesus, because I don't believe that in a place of church of where God is, that I should be like this in my life. Well, we went into COVID and we went into lockdowns. And I thank God in a way for that time, because during that time, I really feel like God healed a certain part of my life, that God spoke to me to address some of these issues, to not be so stressed and anxious on a Sunday morning, you know, because we could have the most perfect hosts and they're amazing. We could have uh, the best kids church program and it's awesome. We could be have Hillsong like worship. We could have the most amazing preaching here on this stage. But can I tell you something? If we don't have the presence of God here, it's all for nothing. If Jesus is in, in this place, there's no point in doing it. We need Jesus here. And maybe some of you today, you're like I was. You just don't feel Jesus' peace. Can I say to you today, perhaps, just maybe, could it be that it's because you are trying to live your life outside of the Prince of Peace's plan for your life? You're trying to carry burdens. You're trying to carry weight in your own way. And instead, I believe that Jesus might be saying to you, would you give it to me? Would you believe in Jesus today? Would you invite him to be part of your life, to be part of your going ons? And instead of trying to do it in yourself, in your own strength, in your own abilities, in your own understandings, he would come aside you. If that's you this morning, what do you do? Listen here what it says in Scripture. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And what does it say? It says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It says the peace of God. You're not going to find that peace in a bottle. You're not going to find that peace in something you buy. You're not going to find that peace in a relationship. You can only find that peace in God that transcends all of our earthly understanding, all of our human knowledge to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Come under the captain of peace, Jesus, as you present your request to God. Jesus, God, today I need your peace. I'm trying to do this thing. There's this situation. It might be in my marriage. It might be in my workplace. It might be my finances. I want to give that to you today, Jesus, as the Prince of Peace. I believe that you're in charge. God, I take your peace upon my life. So number one, Jesus is the peace who comforts you. If you're taking notes, write this down. Number two, he is the peace who saves you. He is the peace who saves you. Sa Shalom, Jesus is the peace who saves you. Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Scripture says we are justified by faith. We're not justified by our good works. We're not justified by our good deeds, by living a good enough life, by being religious. We are justified by faith in Jesus Christ. And because of that faith, what do we have? We have peace with God 
through our Lord Jesus Christ. And perhaps you read that today and you think to yourself, I actually don't know if I have peace with God. I actually don't know if I have Jesus' peace with me, a peace with God. There's this well-known evangelist and his name is, is Ray Comfort. And he asks a set of questions when he's pick, talking to people about Jesus. And I'm going to ask those questions here this morning. And I'm going to ask you to raise your hands. And so if these, these are true answers for you, would you raise your hands? We're going to, we're going to be, uh, you know, interact with this morning. So I want to ask some of you. So this is the first question. Have you ever told a lie? Come on, some of you haven't got your hand up. You're lying right now. <laughs> Have you ever told a lie? Okay, put your hand up. You're told a lie. Okay, here's the second one. Have you ever stolen anything? Like, like, something like a lolly from a, you know, maybe you were at um, Luna Park and you stole some lollies from the vendor, you know, maybe. So, I've got two hands up now. I've got a microphone, so it's a bit difficult. Come on, I think most, keep your hands up, keep them up. You're going to want to keep them up. Keep them up. Okay, then I'm going to ask you this next, this next one. Have you ever looked at someone lustfully? Well, thankfully, we've all got our hands up already, so we don't have to admit to that one. No one knows, right? Okay? But you know, the scriptures say that if you, the Bible says if you lie, if you steal, if you look at someone lustfully, it says that you're breaking God's commands. You are committing what is called sin. So let me spell it out for you today. Basically, we're saying that this room is full of lying, thieving, adulterers. Not from, not, from there down. Not, not. Now, I didn't say that. That's what Ray Comfort says, all right? So if you've got a problem, you could call Ray Comfort up, send him an email. That's not what I'm saying. That's what Ray Comfort is saying. But those are just some of the Ten Commandments that God used or God uses to judge someone's guilt or innocence. And based on just those three questions, there's a whole heap of other ones that we've all done. Just based on those three questions, we have fallen short of God's plan for our life. And we are outside the will of God. We're outside His plan. We're outside His desires for us. And because of that, we will experience an absence of peace in our lives. You cannot run from it. You cannot hide from it. You will experience an absence of peace. And we may not know why, but we know that there's a lack of lasting, fulfilling, satisfying Peace in our lives, deep inside of us. And this is where Christmas is so very important. This is where Christmas is so very important. It says John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Christmas. At Christmas, we remember the birth of Jesus, born of a virgin. Conceived by the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. And why is this so important? It's so important because of this. Us who are born of earthly parents, us who inherit a sin nature from our parents, from the nature of, of, of earth around us, us who are born like this inherent in sin nature means that we will always be on a path that is more bent towards sinning. And, 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 you know, you might be the, the baddest person in the world here. You might be, you think you're the most religious and righteous person on the earth. You still have a tendency to head towards sin because of the sin nature we have as being humans. But can I tell you something? Jesus was born of a virgin conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was not born of a man. He did not inherit the sin nature that we all inherit. 
So that means that he never sinned. He's a perfect man. And when he went to the cross, he was a perfect sacrifice for your sins and my sins. And he died and he rose again. And three days later, he rose and then he went and ascended to heaven. And he sits on the right-hand side of God right now. And he is your Prince of Peace, your mighty God, your wonderful counselor, your everlasting Father. He is the Sar Shalom, the one who is in charge, who gives peace. And today, if you don't believe that there's a thing called sin nature, all you've got to do is just look at little children. You don't have to teach them to do naughty things. They just do it. It's just inside of us. You can, just look, you can look at some older people too and see they do some naughty things as well. See, at Christmas we remember the birth of Jesus, born of a virgin, conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. And today, today church, even though we sin, can I tell you, we will never reach that place of perfection until we go to eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ. But today, even though we sin, we can experience the peace from him who so freely gives it to us. He freely gives his gift of peace to us. We haven't earned it, but by faith in Jesus and what he did for us, we can freely receive God's peace this morning. It's good news, church. It's good news today. Good news. Some in this room today, online, listening to the podcast, uh, maybe in the future, you're wondering to yourself, you're thinking why you don't have peace with God. Why don't I have this peace with God? You're trying to be a good person. You're trying to do all the right things. Maybe you've got a checklist that you're trying to tick off and you, you do all these things, but you're, you're not sure if you've been a good enough person. How good is good? How good do I have to be to be good enough for God? What do I have to do? Can I say today, you won't make it to God. You won't find God's peace this way. Today, instead, you need to take a step of faith. You need to say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in who you said you are. Jesus, today, I want your peace upon my life. I want to invite you into my life. And there's people here today, and you need to accept not just the peace of Jesus, you need to accept also the salvation of Jesus. If the kids could come, that would be great. You need to accept also the salvation of Jesus. See, he doesn't just offer peace now. He offers peace for eternity. He offers a place of joy. He offers a place of eternity in heaven with him. And see, this place that he offers to you, he offers to save you from a future where there is no peace, to save you from a future without the Prince of Peace. Today in this place, maybe there's someone here like that. Maybe there's some people like that today. And today, if you want to accept Jesus into your life, I'm going to pray a very simple prayer right now. And I would invite you to pray it with me this morning. It's a simple prayer. It's not complicated. This is the prayer. Jesus, save me. Be my Sar Shalom. Come into my life. This morning, if there's any person, you don't know if you're right with Jesus. You want the peace of God around your life. But you know there's a greater thing that you need. You need the salvation of Jesus. This morning, would you pray this prayer with me? Every eye closed, every head bowed. Would you pray this prayer with me this morning? Jesus, save me. Be my Sar Shalom. Come into my life. 
Jesus this morning, if there's anyone who's prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe they're praying that prayer after a long, long time, having prayed it previously. I just pray right now, God, in this room, in this place, where they are right now, if they're on the live stream or it's in the future, in the car, or listening to the podcast, right now, I just pray, Jesus, your peace, your tranquility, your wholeness, your completeness coming upon their lives. I thank you for that, Jesus. I just pray right now, God, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, invading their life, their spirit come upon them. Jesus, let them not leave this place without knowing something's changed in their life, something's different. It is God, it's Jesus. We thank you for that today, God. You know, today, whether you took that step for the first time this morning to invite Jesus into your life, whether you took the step today, maybe you've invited Jesus before, but you've said, God, I need to give you my peace this morning. Whether you did any of those things here today, I want you to let let you know something. The Scriptures say this in Ephesians 2, 13, but now in Christ Jesus... You who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for He Himself is our peace. Jesus is our peace. You once were afar from Him. You are now close to Him. Can I say to you this morning, you don't need to go to a church to find Jesus. You don't need to wear a cross to have Jesus in your life. You just need to say, Jesus, I believe in You. Come into my life and you can experience His peace right where you are right in the financial stress. You can experience His peace in the relationship breakdown. You can experience His peace in a moment of health and bad news from the doctor. I'm telling you, there is no place you can go where Jesus can't go with you, go before you and make a way for you. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. See, outside Jesus, there is no peace, but in Jesus there is. For this life, and for eternity. Isaiah 9, 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Would you stand this morning with me?